sinks in. There's that intimacy of voice. And I think that's a secondary, very important piece is that when companies are communicating information, really internally, whatever, how do you humanize that? You have a, a bank, for example, trying to get across financial information to a consumer base or to training to internal employees. And it could be dry information. Consumers may not understand what banking really means to their lives. And that's a way to really get it across through this power of voice and storytelling. That was Shannon Martin, Director of Communications at Podbean, who talks about using internal podcasts to communicate compliance to your employees. It's a fascinating exploration of a new tool you should consider using in your communications arsenal. I know you'll enjoy this episode. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Shannon Martin. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and you're in for a real treat today because we're going to go very meta and talk about podcasting, but we're going to talk about podcasting in the business context and, more significantly, in the compliance context. And my guest today is Shannon Martin, Director of Communications at Podbean and Easy Living. Shannon, first of all, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and chat my favorite topic. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about your professional background, Shannon? Sure. I've been in sort of the communications space for a while, and I started out doing that with the company you mentioned, Easy Living, which was in my background, which was actually geriatric social work and different from podcasting, <laughs> but uh, did a lot of different things within communications and marketing. And I have always been a huge podcast fan. And I, in my career journey, I came across Podbean and started working there about eight years ago. And just we've been growing and evolving as podcasting has. And so my role has also evolved into all kinds of different hats. And it's been a lot of fun. Shannon, while you and I could probably go meta for hours on podcasting, Many of our listeners may not understand the back-of-the-house production work, so could you tell us what Podbean is and who is your customer or client base? Sure. We're what's known as a podcast hosting platform. So if you listen to podcasts, you probably think you listen, you think about Apple Podcasts and Spotify and these platforms that you listen on. But to get on those, you don't actually upload your files directly to those platforms. Those are listening platforms and podcasts are put out through a different kind of method. I won't get into the technology, but essentially you need a home for your podcast and then we create the means and the connection to get out on all of those different distribution platforms. So we're the place where you upload your files. We store the files for you. It's where you set up everything and manage it so that people can listen seamlessly. So that's Podbean's role. And there's a lot of different tools and different specialties we've added with that, but that's the basis of what we do. Shannon and I, most of the listeners know I founded the Compliance Podcast Network, but I saw a press release from Podbean about some very exciting news of a new network joining Podbean. Could you tell us a little bit about 
Sure. Yeah. We have a wonderful network plan. And so we have a lot of uh, networks that have been looking at our hosting services. And we recently had the, we were really glad to have the pharmacy podcast network join our hosting platform and make us their new home, which is really exciting. This is a very specialty network that has been really successful and has a number of podcasts in their network. And so it's really exciting because this is the kind of thing that we see as a lot of the future of podcasting. There's growth in all different areas, but we think in the business sense and in the continuing education realm that there's a lot of opportunity. So we're excited that we'll be hosting their their slate of podcasts and helping them hopefully to support them as they grow. Shannon, we had the opportunity to meet virtually a few weeks ago. And in that introductory conversation, you talked about a concept that I thought, frankly, you were talking to the compliance professional and chief compliance officer about, and that was a company's internal podcast. Could you explain what that is and how you would envision a company or a function in a company such as compliance, legal, HR, finance, internal audit, you name the function, how would they use such a tool? An internal podcast is really just like any other podcast, except for it's you're not putting it out on all those platforms I mentioned earlier for the world to hear. So you're putting it out to your internal audience, employees, or it could be members or something to that to that realm. And with Podbean, we actually have a specific platform for this. So it securely delivers content. The same from a listener perspective, really, when you listen, you're it's a podcast, but they're used internally, which means they may be used for training purposes. That's quite often what we're seeing to get across some of this really important compliance, legal, HR, training, sales enablement kind of information to employees. But in a way, that's really nice for an employee to consume because we're all staring at screens for a lot of our day and we're reading a lot. And what a lot of the data shows is that podcasts really sink in with people. They really, it's something, not only is it convenient and people like it, employees tend to like the ability to listen, but also it really sinks in. So it has a lot of benefits and fairly easy for a company to put it together and get it out there to employees as well in a very, once it's up and running to get new and constant changing information out. I wish our listeners could see you because the passion you bring about podcasting is something that that I have and I try to communicate as well. But could you give a few words on why you think the podcast format, audio format, can be such a powerful communication tool, marketing tool, or even learning tool? Sure, definitely. Yeah, I am very passionate about it, for sure. I think a lot of us can just picture in our minds that the power of voice. So if you are currently a podcast fan, you might find yourself telling people or referring to podcasts a lot because you've learned things from them. Or just, it could be an entertainment kind of thing, but it's just something that you find yourself referring back to because it really sinks in. There's that intimacy of voice. And I think that's a secondary, very important piece is that when companies or communicating information, internally, internally, whatever, how do you humanize that? You have a, a bank, for example, trying to get across financial information to a consumer base or to training to internal employees. And it could be dry information. Members may not understand what banking really means to their lives. And that's a way to really get it across through this power of voice and storytelling. And the other thing that's really important, but really internally, we're, there's a lot of data right now that shows a lot of people are missing 
experiencing a sense of connection with their companies. And then podcasting are a perfect tool to really bring people together across different locations, across different departments to reduce some of that siloing that's there to get across what is the mission of the company, stories to really help bring a team together. And I just think there's so much power in voice and audio. And again, also key, I think, is the employee experience in that reading another thing. A lot of the current burnout that people feel is being pinpointed to overload of virtual meetings and emails, especially the percentages that emails have gone up. And it just happens every year after year, but people feel it. And so this is a way to be able to get across information and not say, oh, here's 20 more emails in your inbox. Wow, that's a really lot to unpack there. I had not even focused on really the last point you raised, which was not information overload, but was information overload in the printed format or via email or an attachment to a document. Can an internal company podcast use the same storytelling techniques that I or others try to employ in a external or outwardly facing podcast? Are those still legitimate internally within a company's podcast? Definitely. And I do think that's important for companies to think about when they're producing a podcast internally is how they can build that in. So thinking about, for example, if it's training related or learning stuff, showing, not just tell, showing the lesson that's being imparted. We see a lot of employee stories and maybe they could sometimes they're customer success cases, but wins and this kind of thing, because it's very suited to a podcast format and it really impacts people in terms of learning. So definitely, I think that's really important. It's important for podcasts when they're being looked at in terms of the content to think of, number one, what people need, and number two, how do we put that in a way that there's a story arc to it? And some of the fun elements even that might be in your favorite podcast, they can be used in an internal podcast. So we have one company that does an employee stories podcast and they have a standard question that they ask every guest. And it's a very fun, lively question that doesn't have anything to do with the lesson that's being learned, but it's just a common thread. And I know a lot of my favorite podcasts have something like that, have this thing that they repeat that's fun and catchy. And for the employees, this has become a real water cooler topic. What would your answer be? So it also helps promote the internal podcast. And so certainly you can take that element that you would use in any podcast and bring it over into internal. And I think that's really important not to overlook that the podcast be a good one. Not Because it's internal doesn't mean you don't need to think about those elements. I've generally tried to abide by a formula on my links of my podcast. So I have a daily news show that's five to eight minutes. Most of my interviews are 20 to 30 minutes. I have a couple of shows that are an hour or more. For me, the key is to let the listener know what the length is so their expectation can be met. You find on an internal podcast, there's a that more or less works is less more or is in some case, do people want a little bit longer podcast? I think less is often more just in the sense that it's always, there's an adage that I don't think I made up, but I say it, I repeat it all the time. I have to find who was the original one that said it, but it's how long should your podcast be as long as it needs to be and not a second longer. (laughs) And I really believe that. And so cutting it down, making it more concise because you, for an internal podcast, it all goes back to what's the employee's life like, the employee's work life. They, this is meant to be something to be more convenient for them to get them information 
information they need, but they want it to be, they want their time to be considered. So definitely making it as concise as possible, but getting across the information. And so an exact length really varies because we do have companies that we see doing these story interviews, and those might be a little different than, say, shorter training modules. So maybe if there's information we need to get across that salespeople are going to be grabbing on the road to get updated on products and things, we might keep those more brief. I definitely think most times 20 to 30 minutes max, but for a short just-in-time learning, it may be more the length of some of your shorter podcasts, for example. So it's going to really depend quite a bit on what that content is. But shorter is better. The good news with podcasts is they can, of course, stop and go back. So if a module is something that they listen to while they're driving, they can go back and listen. So it's not as, I think the amount of time is not as important as maybe how long is our virtual training or meeting going to be. That That's probably more important because it's not on demand. But for something on demand, it's a little, it's a little less important, but still important to keep it tight and think about the employee experience. Uh, I'd like to ask you now to look uh, down the road a little bit. And do you see a internal company, a company internal podcast as something that will grow or continue to grow into 2025 and perhaps even beyond? Absolutely. I think that what's going on right now for a lot of companies, it just points to the need even more. A lot of companies are struggling with ways to keep people connected, engaged with the company, to build a company culture in a way that is more than just saying, here's our company culture, but actually showing that. And I think podcasts fit in that and they show that they show a a certain care for the employee and their time, but it's also really a way to keep people connected. And what we're seeing is that they've been really this internal marketing tool or internal employee development tool and a way to get information. But now companies are saying, okay, we've created this podcast and it's really been successful internally. And some of them are turning it external. So we have, I think we've had at least two companies I can think of recently that did an internal podcast and they had some great stories captured and now they're struggling with recruitment. These are companies that do have a really nice culture. They have really, if you read their website, they do communicate that quite well and they're external for employee marketing, but they realized, oh, the podcast, it fits this need so internally. We can also use it for recruitment and they also use it for onboarding. So it's a way to really get people immediately with the sense of the company to get people hitting the ground running when they first come on as new hires. So I think all those things that are going on in companies right now, to me, point to more and more uses for podcasting and more focus. And hopefully, I think companies are also realizing that with some of the challenges they faced with attracting and retaining, developing good employees and managing all of this, that they're realizing that, oh, this is an area we do need to put some focus on. I'm certainly seeing that. So I can't imagine that with that, there won't be a lot more opportunities where podcasts can fit in. And I still think a lot of companies would not ever think of it. So I think they'll be hopefully listening to podcasts like yours and realizing this might be a good idea. Well, Shannon, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I was wondering if listeners wanted more information on any of the topics we've touched on, where would be the best place for them to go? 
Sure. The easiest is just podbean.com or we actually have podbean.com slash pro is the business platform. So that's that will take them right there without having to click around or anything. And we're on all the social media and all of that. I'm love to connect on LinkedIn. I'm Shannon Martin Writes on links LinkedIn, writes like a writer. And uh, but podbean.com will get you pointed in all the right directions. Well, Shannon, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I hope we can continue this conversation. Thank you. It was wonderful. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for joining me together with James Kukios on this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. I'm thrilled to announce that multiple podcasts on the Compliance Podcast Network were recently awarded W3 awards. All Things Investigations, the Hughes Hubbard podcast was awarded and a uh, a silver award for general series law and legal services for podcast because that's what heroes do uh, one for arts and cultures in podcast hidden crime that's Gwen Hassan's podcast one for crime for podcast compliance into the weeds with my good friend Matt Kelly uh, Matt and I won an award for best co-hosts for podcasts And the Hill Country podcast was also honored for arts and culture for podcasts. And then finally, Life with GDPR. That's my podcast with Jonathan Armstrong for professional service for podcasts. And I'm really proud to announce that a gold award was given to Trekking Through Compliance, once again, in arts and culture for podcasts. So the... Compliance Podcast Network continues to garner awards. I hope that you will check out one or more of these podcasts. This is Tom Fox. I hope you'll join me next week on another episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.